Hello, friends, and welcome to Business and Beers Japan. As always, this episode is sponsored by Gugu. What is Gugu? First of all, it's a Japanese word. It's onomatopoeia for the sound you make when in deep sleep. And a great sleep is exactly what you get with a Gugu mattress. Gugu is a new concept in sleep comfort. It's a bed in a box. What is bed in a box? It's exactly that, a bed which comes in a compact box. It's revolutionary. Just go to gugu.jp, read all of the many testimonials from satisfied customers. They have single, double, and queen size available. And now you, the business and beers listeners, get an additional 20% off their already super affordable prices. Just enter BB Japan in the promo code box. If that's not enough to convince you, shipping is free and you get a 100 night great sleep guarantee. If it's not the best sleep ever, return the bed for free. There's really no risk. Just go to gugu.jp and get ready for sweet dreams. Better sleep, better you. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. This episode, I sit down with AMT Group's chief enthusiast, Andrew Silberman. We chat about his new book, Get a Grip 15 Minutes a Day to Greater Global Readiness. It's a business book and leadership guide guaranteed to raise one's professional self awareness. Andrew has been coaching, training, consulting, and inspiring in Tokyo since 1992. He's full of insight, great stories, and a lot of humor. What do you know? It's two Andrews together. Double trouble on this episode of Business and Beers Japan. So, that was something we should talk about. So, not every change is for the better.、Right? Not every change means improvement, but every improvement requires change. So, if you're not ready to change, you're not going to improve because that's the definition of、uh, improvement means change. That's fantastic. People are going to come at you and say, well, that's just flipping the words around. Yes, but, but your brain doesn't know the difference. If you start saying, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, that's going to change the way you look. Feel sound to others,、yes. then I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so anxious. Can, why not convince、yeah. yourself in the positive? There you go. Happiness、yep. is a choice. Yes. Success is a choice. See? Firmly believe that. Yeah. That's why we're on the same page, the, same podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But it is a little bit intimidating to. Invite you to my podcast. Why is that? You, you, well, because you are, you know, you're working with Fortune 500 companies, you're a member of the, the American Chamber of Commerce, you're in music videos, you're in a band, you're chilling with NFL players, and, you know, you, it's not like you got time to just, you know, sit down with some jackalope for a podcast and drink a beer. No way. Once I heard, once I heard that you had it, Podcast. That sounds awesome. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do I want to go on a yeah. podcast and yeah, you, check something out? Well, I got to at least hear what he's doing. I love the first one. The first one was a Japanese woman. The first one yeah, I heard. Masako. Yes. She's great. She's fantastic. Then I heard Per Rasmussen, who's been a client of ours、okay. over the years. Okay. Yeah, there you go.、Um, and then.、Um, he's great too. And then David Sweet, who I know quite well, and I love his, and I got his book. So it's,、yeah. it's great. So I felt very. And, and then they, checked, they said one thing before you go on to a podcast. 
check who the sponsor is and see if you really believe in what they're doing. I'm yeah. like, I, I, I social remember, responsibility. You're, you're, you're always talking about goo goo. Goo goo. Yes. Yeah. You're always talking about that. What's this thing about? I check it and it's Kenny Gold. Yeah. I had no idea. And I have one of his mattresses. And yeah, I bet you sleep on it. I do. It's, and it's super comfortable. <laughs> That's fantastic. This is, there you go. This is the audio version of product placement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How often do you know yeah. the sponsor? Yeah. Find out he's an entrepreneur, local guy here, yeah. fantastic exactly. support. Absolutely. So yeah. I was, that, was a, that was the thing that sealed it. And yeah. it sounds exactly like the kind of podcast I love to listen to. Perfect. I just think this is a brilliant... This, Thanks. This is the future... Somebody was talking about this the other day. said, we're back to radio. This is radio. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. But it's radio on your schedule. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Great to see you. Great to see you, too. Well, because you have this new book. Thank you. You have published this new book called Get a Grip, which is Global Readiness Improvement Plan. But first of all, okay. it's a very basic question. Yeah. A lot of, and I think it's similar to why I'm doing this podcast. Okay. A lot of people ask me why I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. You want to make money off of it or whatever. It really isn't about that. Okay. It's more about building relationships. Mm. It's about building authority. Mm. And it's also about creativity. For you, for your book. Yep. I don't think it's all about money. No. What were the reasons that you wanted to publish this book? Yeah. I had been writing for years, starting way back with the with the editor of a newsletter here in Japan. Uh-huh. And it was all about helping people get into graduate school and write better essays. So I was writing about writing, which is really scary <laughs> because any mistake. So I had this series of articles and then Terry Lloyd approached me from Japan Inc. magazine, yep. Computing Japan, and asked me to write a couple of articles for him. Then he took over the publication of the American Chamber of Commerce's journal for a couple of years. Okay. I continued writing for that. So I had this trough of articles. And at the first um, publisher of the first edition of Get a Grip was Cindy Mullins. And she had started her own Media Tectonics Publications, and yeah. she encouraged me. She said, Andrew, I've been asking you for years. You know, you got to write a book. You got to put this together. And it was like, let's put all these things together into a book. And I found out how much I loved it. Again, I mean, I always liked writing, and even more the editing process. I love, and I'm finding that out now with my blog that's come out almost daily now. I, I like writing one article, which is takes about three to four minutes to read. It takes about an hour maybe to write okay and then i go back so i publish that just to the just to subscribers of our website and then i rewrite the same article cutting it down to 2 minutes i make sure every single one of them says this is a 2 minute read and and that 2 minute take, read for native speakers yes okay. for native speakers good yeah. and and i really go back a lot of times it's also simplifying the language a bit making it easier to read because my whole purpose in that is Helping people see that taking the time to actually edit yourself, be more concise, is what the beauty of writing can be. So you cut it down by one minute? Uh, oh, one to two, because it's sometimes it's three to four. Okay. And then I go back and say, how do I make this two minutes? I want it to say two-minute read. Two Why minute two read. minutes? Just because I think productivity hacks in yeah. life. If it's some action that you can do in two minutes or less, do it now. Oh, it's only two minutes. Okay, I can do it now. Five minutes? I'll try to find five minutes later in the day. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. But putting the books is very similar to what you said about why you're doing the podcast. I mean, I I want people to have access to what we train and have also a takeaway. 
I had a couple questions about your book. Okay. Fantastic book, Get a Grip. <laughs> you referenced Daniel Pink's, yes. his three factors of motivation that it's not just about money, mm. it's autonomy, mm. mastery, and purpose. and purpose. But he's American, mm-hmm. so there's some cultural mm. bias built mm. into his theory. Definitely. So would this idea or hypothesis also apply to Japan? Wow. I don't see a lot of Japanese being motivated by autonomy, right. for I, example. Yep, I agree. I don't think he cut it as 33, 33, 33. And I think that's, uh, that's that would be point. an interesting look for each person, even. If you have absolutely no control over your job or your, what you're doing at all, you're probably going to be miserable and not motivated if you have zero control. Even even Japanese, I would say. But I, I, I would say that Americans would put autonomy pretty high. And Japanese, not very high. Mm-hmm. Purpose, mastery could even be the purpose, couldn't it? Yeah, like that's, right. Yeah. Purpose, they have a hard time with that question. If you ask them why... It's like, what do you mean, why? Why did I go to this university? I didn't decide. I, I took a test to get into the best university because that's what I'm supposed to do. And then I got into the best company I could get into because that's what I'm supposed to do. They didn't have a drive behind them as a purpose, right? So purpose is also going to be low. But mastery? I mean, Japanese, I mean, as a culture, as a... It's just like... So, you know, ninja swords makers and, yes. you know, any kind of craft, including craft beer. Oh, nice segue, <laughs> my friend. Speaking of craft. Yes. What did we get it last Half and half on the IPA to And Bokwa IPA to Amba. Do you know Ruth Jarman? Yes. Yeah. I just yeah. did a podcast with her oh, recently. Great. great. And she's written quite a few books. Ooh. One called The 37 Reasons Why Japanese Should Be Proud. They're all in Japanese, though, right? Yeah, she yeah. wrote them in Japanese. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's why I haven't read them. I asked her, what are her three top things that Japanese should be proud of? Oh. Because she's got a book of 33, another right. book of 37. She's well, got another book of... Are I they mean, the same? Is there some overlap? Or well, like I asked her, did, I, I said, did you, did you just add five? <laughs> three, 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 no, 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 four. four. That'd be four. <laughs> I don't remember the exact numbers, but I did ask her that question. I said, like, did you just write the same book and add four? <laughs> That's easy That's enough. That's great, exactly. No, yeah, but is. of the 37, what are your top three? And that was one of her top three was that in Japan, it's never good enough. Yeah. And how people always strive to always do better. Mm. She saw that as an incredible, wonderful thing, but you're face is telling me that you might disagree well okay how do you get better like what makes you feel a you want to get better and you're encouraged to keep going so some people can be motivated by being told no that wasn't good enough got to do better you got to do better okay but when even just saying that you can see in my body it's like no it just feels like a burden this is a generalization Mm. Do you think Japanese respond better to negative reinforcement yeah, so, right. or positive reinforcement? Right, right. Negative reinforcement gets me down. No, it's, it, and negativity is stronger. So being negative, it's much easier to tear down a building than it is to build a building. Exactly. It's just easier to be negative. It's also easier to criticize. So J- Japanese society, language, there's a lot of negativity in it. 
There just is. I mean, dakedo, yeah. demo, the concept of yes and. So you accept what the person says and the yes and instead of yes but. Right. Because yes but is stopping. The thing we know, they'll tell you that in Japan, the education system generally, you start with 100 and, you know, everything you do wrong is yep. chipped away and it's naked. It's a deduction. Right. No, my, you... my son, when he was about seven years old, told me that, you know, dad. When I talk to Americans and I talk to Japanese, he says, if I talk to Japanese, I have to double whatever they think they've said, how good they are at anything. And with Americans, I have to cut it in half. (laughs) 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 The book's called Get a Grip, Global Readiness Improvement Plan. 15 minutes a day to global readiness. It's a great read. It's resourceful and practical and also unique in that it's both a business book, but it's also a textbook. Yeah. In a sense, yes. I use it as a textbook for executive MBAs and undergraduates at, at Keio University's undergraduate program. They have a global passport program. And you teach and, there? Yes, I teach there and I teach at Hitotsubashi University and at Temple University. And you Crazy. use this Get a Grip as a, one of your textbooks? Yes, because all of my courses so far, the global passport program was the one where they said, we want you to teach a class. Can you teach a class? I said, can I teach my book? They said, please. So that, the, book is, the textbook is the class. For the second edition, I separate out exercises for students versus for managers and leaders. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. It's a great read for sure. I really liked it. All right. What I liked about it is that you introduce a topic you talk about the topic, and then you give a real-life example. The chapters are all very short, so you yes. mentioned about a two-minute read. It's maybe a yeah. little bit more than two, but maybe yeah. it's three or four. Yeah. It's not yeah. a huge investment, and almost each chapter is like a daily yes. task. Yeah. This is like half business book, half textbook, or mm. workbook. Yeah. yeah. And then you have a, a worksheet to yeah. do after that. It just kind of hammers it home. Right. I like what you say, hammers it home, and then... The original analogy is Andrew's axe, so having an axe, you're going to chop away at things. Mm-hmm. But it's, almost, it's also like getting a shovel, <laughs> helping you dig down deeper for yourself. It's like personal Kaizen. Yes. Yes. Continuous yeah. improvement. So. Get a grip is a surefire path to success. Oh, well, surefire. I want to, I want, let's quote um, Dr. Seuss in Oh, the Places You'll Go, where he okay. says, will you succeed? Of course you will. 99 and three quarters percent guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it puts you in the driver's seat. That's yeah. the idea. You are the second person to quote Dr. Seuss <laughs> on the Business and Beers podcast. Wow. I, Dr. Seuss is a genius. I mean, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Reread it and you'll check. That's what it's been our lives, right? Yeah. Well, as, a, as a child, it's a, it's a rhyming book with fun illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. As an adult, it's lessons in life. Yes. Yes. And look, I mean, you're in sales. I do sales. Everyone's in sales, really. And that, that beautiful book, Green Eggs and Ham, yeah, that's a, Persistence. That's a sales <laughs> like, story. I love it. I love it. I, I read that book so many times to my kids. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. I want to talk about positivity. Obviously, okay. anyone listening to this podcast today can feel I hope. the passion I, and feel the energy yes, and hope. feel your positiveness that you have. And your title is even called Chief Enthusiast. Yep. You're not CEO or president no, no. or whatever. You're just Chief, Chief enthusiast. enthusiast. Yep. Tom um, Peters generated that whole concept really? way back 30 years ago wrote that you should have a title that describes what you actually do. Okay. And I, I read his book. I'm like, yeah, I, well, I enthuse. 
And I, I want people to and be. I think in, you yeah. embody that. Are okay. you? But well, that's th- that. They go hand in hand. So yeah. mind affects the body. Body affects the mind. Meishi affects the man. Man affects the meishi. Yeah. I mean, if you're meishi is business card. Business card. If I hand you my business card and you see it and it says president and chief enthusiast and I have no energy and I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, this is me, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it doesn't quite go off. <laughs> well, it's, it's. But I also subscribe to a lot of newsletters like you probably do and one yeah, of them yeah. is the Harvard Business Review and they had a really interesting one the other day oh. and it talked about three ways to harness positive psychology okay excellent yeah and I thought really? about you yeah thank you three ways to harness positive psychology one okay. was to express gratitude okay and, yep. the, and gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what you have yes is what they talk about, great. right? Yep. From a roof over to your head, to yep. having good health, great people in your family, or yep. whatever. Yep. But anytime you acknowledge the goodness in your life, you begin to recognize that the source of that goodness lies at least partially outside of yourself. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in this way, gratitude helps you connect to something larger than your individual experience. Ah, def- yeah, because you're thankful for things that are outside yourself. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That was yeah. number one. That's great. Number two was leverage your strengths. Okay. And you also talk about it in your book, taking the kind of the personality tests. Yes. Yeah. And how yep. important that is. Because yep. so many people will think, oh, I'm good at this or I'm good at that. And they yeah. take their strengths for granted. Mm. They don't assume that it's something really special mm. or unique to them. For example, right. both of you and I are, very, are, are extroverts. Yeah. And in business, salespeople and marketing people were very outgoing, yeah. very social, yeah. were yeah. extroverts. And, you know, I... Not all salespeople, by the way. Let's, let's, not, let's go on the town. I mean, you and I are both salespeople, uh, right? We sell and we're extroverts. But there are, there are very effective salespeople who are introverts, too. Yeah, this is, so, this is, this is true. This yeah. is true. But yeah. all the best salespeople that I know mm. are... They've ramped up the... Yeah, they're pretty outgoing. Mm. They're very engaging. Mm. They're very passionate about their service or their product or whatever it is. But leveraging your strengths is if something comes easily to you, you may take it for granted. And you might not identify that as a strength. But certain strengths are most closely linked to happiness. Okay. Interesting. Or the the Harvard business. So tell me what they are. Which strengths? What are the strengths that are linked to happiness? Oh, whatever your strengths are. Oh, okay. So if they're your ah, strengths... Then they're linked to my happiness. Yeah. Okay. So if you like yeah. being around people, yeah. that's what makes you happy. So, so here, let me, let me... Can I jump in on this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. First of all, the gratitude thing, absolutely. I, that's the thing I've been practicing for three years now. Every single day, three by three. Wake up in the morning. What are three things I'm grateful for? What are three things I'm looking forward to? What are three things that if I do them today will make my life better? But that is the thing we're hearing more and more. And the science is also showing it. Yes. But it's your mental attitude about it. Yeah. It re- and so when you ask me about positivity, and I think being um, flexible, adaptable, all yeah. that stuff, we have to have that too. Yeah. So back to, you said there was a third one. Yes, third way to harness your positive psychology. Love this. Savor the good. Okay. What that means is that most people are primed to experience the pleasure of special moments like a wedding Mm. or a vacation. Graduation. Yeah. So everyday pleasures, on the other hand, they can slip by without any notice, right? Yeah. 
savoring means placing your attention on pleasure as it occurs. Okay. Love Consciously that. enjoying the experience as it unfolds. And the flip side of that is the oh, I guess the the enemy of savoring the good squandering is, yeah, is no is is multitasking. Oh. So for example, when you uh, woke up this morning, yeah. maybe you're reading the newspaper, mm-hmm. you're having breakfast mm-hmm. and you're listening to the radio mm-hmm. or watching TV. Mm-hmm. You're not really getting the best out of any of them. Right. Maybe you have a dog and you take him for a walk but you're looking at your Phone iPhone or, yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So you're out on a beautiful day. You're walking the dog. The dog is excited about yeah. going for a walk, and yeah. you're busy looking at your yeah. schedule. Yeah. You're not savoring the moment. Right. That's and then a, try it, and you find out that Andrew, the podcast host, knows yeah. what he's doing, and Andrew, the podcast guest, doesn't. But <laughs> I'm familiar with that position. And I'm here. I'm here with Andrew Hankinson. By the way, Andrew, so let me just practice being a host. <laughs> no, take your time. <laughs> Oh, people, listeners, get a grip. <laughs> so that was something we should talk about, maybe over a you know, IPA. Is it IPA? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Or are you yeah, gonna yeah. do something else? You know what? I think I'm gonna try the Pereiru Hambun, the IPA Hambun. Doriska. Oh. Am I blowing your mind? <laughs> I should go for the same. Ja. That's one guy shmas. That's a great idea. Well, yeah. I mean, I brought it up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it. And they did. Well, you said they could do it. They could do it, and they are doing it, apparently. Mm. So, yeah, what was the question? Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. What was the question? <laughs> In your fantastic book, Get a Grip, you really like sentence completion yes. or sentence stem exercises. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to shoot you a couple. Okay. Oh, wow. You're going to throw it on to me. Yes. Have a pen? Number one. Yeah. To be successful in business in Japan, it helps to... It helps to define success for yourself and then extend the deadline. <laughs> That's the comedy part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, the PD. You saw this thing is so good. You know, the PDCA plan. Plan, do, confirm, act. There we go. That's it, yeah. Somebody's said, no, it's the new Japanese, the PDCA. Is it? Plan, delay... Apologize, cancel. <laughs> I like that. I like that sentence. Stem. But no, I, I mean, to be successful in Japan, but one big thing is be patient. I mean, gaman is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. The sales cycle yeah, in Japan is so, so long. Oh, man. It can be, yeah. But it's also... It's almost sometimes feels as if the sales process or the decision process on whether they're going to take your service or buy your product, they're trying to see if you have the patience to wait them yeah. out. Yeah. No, I, I remember early on, and this was straight up in Japan, and it's a very different management site. First meeting with them, great, yep, looks good. We like what you have. You have these courses. They look interesting to us. Come see us in a year. Year. We want to see if you're still here. Really? Oh, okay. We're still there. Yep. Great. You're still here. Okay, great. So we'll do one. They literally program. said that. Yeah. And then we'll do one program with you. Okay, great. And then the next year, if you're still here and we like that program, we'll add to the program. At AMT Group, yeah. do you tailor do you tailor make yes. your, your program? There's like these templates, but the template is almost like titles. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Because everything is tailored. And the first thing I would ask you is you're going to say, I want my team to do this. I say, okay, are you, what are you willing to do? 
we know how hard it is to change. Yeah, well, the first step is employing outside resources to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, we we tailor, customize, however you want to call it. Yeah. Everything down to the... Curate. Yes, curate. And then what happens is our clients use us in two different ways. One is to give skills or attitude improvements, and the other is a second outside opinion on who is actually coachable, trainable. Very good point. A lot of times I feel people are just following along or agreeing to what I'm teaching them because I'm the boss. Yes. And I don't want them to do that. So hiring a person like you you or your organization, Mm. you come as an independent authority. Yeah. And what we do, it's an authority, but it's it's an authority rooted in these kind of exercises that are in the book. My going back to sentence completion. Yes, exercises. love that. My favorite Japanese word, which does not have a direct English translation. So I I actually like otsukaresama. I like the sound of that. Because I've no, there's no way that has a good translation in no. English. No, it I doesn't. mean, it's just, uh, but I, it's a good, good, good job. Yeah, good job. But we don't say that. No, we don't. <laughs> when people finish work, you don't say no. good job. <laughs> no, every time. And, and I don't <laughs> even. And, and and I don't. And, and it's funny because I don't like the actual literal translation of it. Otsukare, I'm not tired. Tired. <laughs> yeah. That's, otsukare-sama is what Japanese say. At the end of almost anything, right? End of the work day, end of the end of a party. Yeah. I mean, anything that required effort. Yeah. And they've assumed that everything required effort. <laughs> because Japanese are very ceremonial. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a beginning. Yeah. And there's an end. Yeah. And otsukare-sama kind of signals the end of whatever you were doing yeah. that required an effort. Yeah. And otsukare-sama is the word when you're done with a task or you're done yeah. with a project right. or you're done with whatever. It brings closure to it. Right. And why don't we have that? It's, it's interesting, right? Yeah. I just feel like we don't have... The longer I'm here, the more I appreciate that. It's like, yeah. this is really good. I like this. I like that people... And yeah, otsukare just feels... Yeah. It's like... It almost it's almost like they are thanking you for the it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just flows <laughs> off the tongue really well. Especially right? after a couple of beers. <laughs> well, that's the best otsukare sama is when you yeah. finished your work and yes. instead of saying kampai, and if we have a beer together, right. we would say otsukare sama. And you almost yeah. have to lower the voice yes. a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like otsukare sama. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. So so I'm glad yeah. I'm glad we, we hit that because it is a it's a great word. And I know, I think I know what the next sentence stem is, right? Cheers. Isn't it? Isn't it a similar? Uh, is it going to be that one? My least favorite, because that was my favorite. The, you, I remember you had the sentence completion, least favorite and most favorite. So the, you started with most favorite. What's my favorite Japanese word that doesn't have any? But then, are you going to ask me my least favorite? Well, okay, hold hold on a second. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, now I have to ask right? it. <laughs> Andrew. Yes. Yes, Andrew. Let me follow up with, so, yes. what's your least favorite Japanese word? My least favorite Japanese word was my least favorite Japanese word for the first 20 years that I was in this country, probably. And it's shogunai. 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 There's no, there's no alternative. Whatever. It can't be helped. It can't be helped. 
but then I realized after time, okay, there are times that it's great, like the whole, the, uh, ah, it's the last train, but I guess we got it. Well, we just missed it. Guess we have to have another beer. Shogun Ice. Well, it could yeah. be could be used that way, but the first one, I just hate, especially in business, I just hate Shogun Ice, Shikata Ganai. I just, yeah. it's just, uh, it just grates me. It's like, and the American to me is, there's always a way. Yeah, there is a way. There's a, there's going to be a way. Let's find a way. Yeah. Well, find a way or make a way. Yeah. I mean, these are... It's a self-defeating yes. phrase. Yes. It's like giving up. Yes. It feels like an excuse. And I think it is half the time. Yeah, sure. I'm, well, or all the time because there always is a way. Japan... Your I, mileage may vary. Exactly. In your chapter, Energize... Number four. Four, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah. You point out that in Japan, business people see work as a marathon. Oh. What do you mean by yeah, that? Yeah, okay. So if you look at the average company, and the thing is, is they're starting early and they're ending late, and I don't know how much is getting done um, yeah. in the 12 to sometimes 15 hours that people are at least at work. I just finished writing a blog last week where I quoted one of my friends who runs a company here in Japan, and he said, I have asked my managers if they can get five to six solid focused hours out of our engineers per day, I'm happy. Like, that's the goal. Yep. And he said, very few can do it. And he challenged us around the table and challenged himself, like, five to six solid focused hours. And those are usually... From a, from my model then, that would be sprinting. A sprint would be 45 minutes, then a 15-minute break. You know, what it is in the interval training at the gym is 45 seconds and then a 15 seconds off. 45 on, 15 off. That's when you're going to get strong and lean. And, and so, yeah, I, I do see it more as a marathon. It's like you have to be able to, first of all, withstand. I remember a guy, when I first came to Japan, and this is still the case, he said, I use half my energy on the train ride into the company, like just being fighting the crowds yeah. and doing this stuff. And then you got to pace yourself because you got to stay until the boss leaves. So the marathon yeah. then, yeah. what you're referring to, though, is just the, the amount of hours that yes. they work? Length, length rather than sprints and being expected to be continuously going. People actually allowed to take real breaks other than smoking breaks that was right. the one break that's allowed yeah. <laughs> it's like oh how about if you just what if you gave or people, even taking paid holidays right yeah. right it's all marathon it's like go and keep going and i would agree and i think part of that is that japanese managers value input more than output and Good what point. i mean by yeah. that is that the input is are you participating in meetings are you working overtime yeah are you showing you're a team player yeah. And output is just results. Right. And the thing is, they will say, and by the way, who are we? We're the Westerners here. I've been here a long time, and I'm not going to change Japan, and I'm not trying to change Japan, and I love Japan. <laughs> but it's mostly the international companies yeah. or the Japanese inside the international company that wants to succeed here. So we're going to help you to do what is often the opposite of Japan. I mean, people, get a grip. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to mention or talk about your book, Get a Grip, that you think people would get out of it? Well, here's, here's what I would hope they get out of it. A deeper understanding of yourself and areas that you can work on to improve. 90% of it being 
inside you. That's why there is this whole misnamed genre called self-help. What it means is work on yourself. It helps you become your own best leadership guide. Perfect. It's an investment in yourself. There you go. And not very expensive. (laughs) If you think education is expensive, try ignorance. (laughs) If you think hiring an expert is expensive. Try hiring an amateur. Yeah, right? That's good. Yes. Andrew Silberman and his AMT group have been developing global thinkers since 1992. The AMT group coaches, trains, and consults aspiring individuals, companies, and organizations. AMT gives you the tools to increase and improve attributes, attitudes, and skills. Although I would take that skills out and just put another A word in there just oh, so you're, oh, so you're consistent. Yeah. Okay. So AM, AMT gives you the tools to increase and improve attributes, attitudes, and abilities Ooh, I like it. needed to thrive I love it. in the global market. You're hired. That's, a, that's today's <laughs> freebie. Perfect. Alliterate. I love it. Attitudes, <laughs> attributes, and abilities. So we've done the most training would be in areas of team building, presentations, and leadership. How has corporate training changed since 1992 when you first started your business? I love that Were you talking about team building presentations and leaderships all the way back then? Um, Not the same. In fact, it was more, we started more as a content-based training company. They were courses that you would find in business schools. There weren't any business schools. Temple came here the same year. We started our company, and there was nothing like extension courses. There's still, there's some of that, but there weren't the MBA programs available. And it was, so we taught marketing. We had a, a, an expert in marketing. We had one in finance. We had accounting. We had, I don't know if we had an operations course, but it was those kind of courses. It almost sounds like a compact, like miniature intensive version of like what you would study if you were going to do an MBA. Yes. In fact, in fact, that's what, and so what we were doing, we were, it was all graduate school focused. I was doing a lot. I was director of graduate school preparation services. That meant helping people with learn how to write essays, not write them for them, not even edit them, teach them how to edit and write and prepare for their interviews. That was the, that was my initial work inside AMT group. Then companies started asking for things like presentation skills. A few Japanese companies even asked for debating skills, which is really odd to me. Do you even know what debating skills are? Debate is, here's a proposition, and you have teams, and you like... One of our team members is expert in intercultural communication, and, and she said, well, wait a minute, before we can teach Japanese how to assert their opinions in a debate type of situation. We need to teach Japanese how to have an opinion. So we need to teach first. They need to have an opinion. What did you do about that? You know, what we would do is use the, I don't know if you're familiar, there's the thing called the nominal group technique that we all learned in, in business school. Nominal group technique, it's, it's something they, they teach even in business schools in America still. And it's the same thing that works beautifully in Japan, which is instead of just throwing out questions and hoping people are going to speak up, you have them use post-it notes and write down thoughts and say, I want to get three thoughts here. We're going to put them up. I'm not going to attribute them to anybody. We'll talk about them later. And those kind of things get 
opinions out because otherwise it's such a bias toward harmony here that and authority and authority oh the worst is when anyone of authority in that group expresses an opinion that right. happened to me two two years into work here in japan so it would have been 1994 probably 93 prepared this team for their presentation they're going to give and i was really excited about it i had my three guys and it was for a major japanese travel company and these guys were excited i, I really like our ideas they really thought it through they came up with a presentation i said so how did it go it came back they just slunk back into the room afterwards i said what happened how did it go we couldn't share our presentation. Why didn't you speak? Because early on, one of the boss guy he said his opinion, and it was different from ours, so we couldn't present. Like, wow. I mean, these guys are 45 years old. The boss was probably 50. Because of that seniority. But that was 1995. Has that changed yeah. at all? It's a good question. I can say on the optimistic side, Newcomers, the Shinyushine, coming into some of the smaller entrepreneurial type companies here are fantastic. I mean, and they're being encouraged yeah. by their, in this case, a very professional HR director who joins in their training. And even he is the senior, senior guy in the room. And he says, I want to hear your guys' opinions. I, I'm only here to, you know, you guys are the future of this company, blah, blah, blah. So, so I, I, that's probably a change. I mean, you asked about changes in the whole industry, right. and it's, it's a, the it's, biggest it's single change. This is easy, yeah. because it was just the way training was done in Japan. And we can talk about whether it's Shinyushine or manager training, especially with Japanese companies, but even a lot of the foreign companies that came here started to try to adapt and adopt Japanese practices, which is interview and hire an incoming group of freshmen. Okay. Then the training for them would be three months. Right. And of that three months training, they would hire us to do three days. You're going to do three days, and it would be 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and it's usually in some off-site location near Mount Fuji or something. That stuff is yeah. – those things are out. And any of the productivity-based or efficiency-based companies that we work with, which is the majority now, they, they want people to, to get something new. They want to learn something they can use. Other than your own book, yeah, yeah. do you have any – great books uh, oh. about Japan business or Japan culture or anything that would help somebody improve themselves here yeah. working in Japan. My favorite couple of oh, geography of thought. That's a that's fantastic because that's just going to show you the way the Asian or Eastern or Japanese mind tends to work differently from geography the of, of thought. thought. Yeah. I don't know that. It's a book. long time ago. Hmm. But it, and there was That's another, the funny thing about Japanese yeah. Culture books, the ones that were written 20 years ago, yeah, 30 years ago, The Anatomy of Dependence, mm. Straight Jacket Society, The Japanese Society, Negotiator, The Japanese yeah. Negotiator, all of these, they're all dated, yeah. but most of them are still valid yes. even today. Yeah. There's a, there's a great book called Bow, Shake Hands, and Kiss, or something like that. No, it's isn't, got isn't, about, that isn't that Eat, Pray, and Sleep? <laughs> it was, about 20 years before that. They did we could, we could write a book called Eat, Drink, Drink and, and Talk. <laughs> sorry, sorry, this guy's calling me. I don't know why. I just got... Hello? Because you're 45 minutes late, maybe? Hello? <laughs> Hi. Yes. Already there at the, at the entrance at your Ivy place? All right, let's wrap it up. Viva Uber. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Andrew, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm.
mm. for being on business and beers. But there, but there was one more. There was one more. Yeah, no, the guy's no, waiting yeah, for you. Yeah. So I, you know, it's the siesta and the, the fiesta more, coming the out of you. I, the more I think. We're uh, gonna wrap this up now. Okay. Perfect. And yeah. it's no. been really enjoyable. So I, thank you for your time. And that was Andrew Silberman, the chief enthusiast of the AMT Group and author of Get a Grip, The Global Readiness Improvement Plan. It's a fantastic book, and it's available at Amazon, as well as his other book, Get a Grip on Presentations. Unfortunately, we did not get around to his second book, and also there was a lot of great content from our meeting which did not make it this episode. But it will be included on a future Outtakes episode of Business and Beers Japan. If you like this episode, please give it a positive rating on iTunes, and a nice comment too would be greatly appreciated. Until the next episode, thanks for listening and stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>